All right there, hockey fans, how are you doing today? It's Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show right here on UMFM 101.5 on your FM dial. Uh, you can podcast us, you can stream us, um, you know, you're allowed to do that. It's uh, co-host Tom here with you. I've got, as always, with me co-host Jared. We're uh, gearing up to bring you Season 6, Episode 8. We're calling this one the Salani, Tamu Salani. Jared, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Tom. Thank you very much for asking. Oh, fantastic. It is uh, Sunday night when we are recording. Uh, I have the day off tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. in observance of uh, Remembrance Day. Uh, which obviously happened yesterday here uh, across the country uh, to those uh, veterans. Uh, thank you very much for your service. Uh, I have uh, some folks in my family. And uh, tomorrow I uh, have a bunch of chores to do, as <laughs> is normally the way. But you know what? I get to sleep in a little bit and I will be fine. So, yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, you know, hanging in there. Uh, I also have a bunch of uh, family that has served and, uh, you know, forever grateful for all that they do, for sure. Um, so, uh, you know what, and, and weather-wise for uh, Remembrance Day here in Winnipeg, uh, not too shabby, not too shabby. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets had a, a home game or two they're they're you know halfway through their or ish halfway through their their home stand here mm-hmm. um but uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll probably talk a bit of jets later in the show we've got another uh garage league update for you but this time folks it's uh it's a little special we went to the rink with our microphones and we recorded some uh, some content down at the hockey rink, and I think you'll enjoy it. So that'll be coming up later in the show too. And honestly, if you and if you don't enjoy it, I know what that we we enjoyed doing it. And, yeah. and some of our regular listeners out there, who of course play in the Garage League, they'll enjoy it too. So yeah, yeah, get, get on board, get in on la- the bottom floor, kids. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. To talking hockey the hockey talking <laughs> show and if this is your first time listening look we're just two dudes who like to watch hockey we like to play hockey and we like to talk hockey and that's what this show is all about so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what we got to do right now is we got to talk a little we're talking tamu yes <laughs> um i you know so here's the thing i uh before we were recording i was calling him timu yeah as i always have for my entire life yes uh I just looked at the pronunciation guide. It's Tamu. Oh, it's Tamu. Yeah. So yeah. my apologies, Mr. Solani. But you know how I used to remember his name when I was a kid? 
I would say too much salami. And that was how I would remember Timo Solani's name. Because uh, this is a guy who's been around, like, you know, he, he's he played, what, 21 years in the NHL? Um, yeah, he, he played played from 89 to 2014. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like a very effective player for almost his entire career. Mm-hmm. Obviously his rookie season, he set the all-time rookie goal mark that yep. I don't think will ever be broken. Nope. Um 76 goals on the season. Uh, I mean that's one of the highest marks ever rookie or not. Uh yeah. you know Wayne had 92 I want to say 90, 92 in a season. Um but Brett Hall had a whole bunch one year, 80 yeah. something. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm going to stop you. Okay. So I was sort of in my very formative years when Solani became like a folk hero here yeah. in Winnipeg, his yeah. rookie, his rookie season. And uh, up until 1996, when uh he was uh he was sold he was sold (laughs) off uh to anaheim and then subsequently the jets moved at the end of that season um this city embraced him like i've never seen uh winnipeg embrace another athlete and so uh his rookie year um I want to say I was in maybe the 11th grade. I was in the 11th grade. Anyways, I had a couple of buddies who had licenses. We used to all pile into somebody's vehicle. We would buy cheap tickets at the old Winnipeg Arena, and we would come in, and I saw a lot of hockey games that year. Tickets were available for like less than 20 bucks just right before the game. And I was at the game against the Quebec Nordiques where he broke the rookie record. Nice. Uh, they actually lost to the Nordiques seven, five. Solani scored a hat trick and the immortal legend, Scott Pearson <laughs> scored a hat trick for the, <laughs> for the Nordiques. For the Nords. I was a big Nordiques fan, uh, but it was unreal. Uh, Is March, that when March, he... March 2nd, 1993, he threw, threw the glove, the glove up, up and shot and it down. Did the machine gun thing. Yes. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. And then they stopped and it was an unbelievable sort of sporting moment to be yeah, there. You think of iconic hockey moments. Yes. You know, you got um, Yermer Yager salute. You got uh, Bobby Orr flying through the air. You got, um, you know, Rocket Richard's 50 and 50. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne Gretzky getting. No, it was Wayne Gretzky that got 50 and 50. Sorry. Rocket mm-hmm. Richard just, he scored 50 in it in a year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Wayne's 50 and 50. Um, you know, Wayne had a lot of moments, <laughs> mm-hmm. but Timu's. Uh, yeah, that, that moment, you know, throwing the goal, throwing the glove up in the air and shooting it down. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a very cool moment to be in attendance for. And it was, it was, it was super amazing. I'm going to say like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say like Jets 1.0, it is the most iconic moment of Jets 1.0. Um, and that team, that team was super fun, right? It was a bunch of young guys. They had young Kachuk. (laughs) 
They had uh, Alexei Zhamnov. Oh, yeah, uh, and and they had lots lots of guys. And there was, you know, it was a fun team to watch. And from what I remember and from what I remember hearing, like Solani, he was out in the community. Yeah. He, he wanted to be part of the scene in winnipeg so i've seen i've seen pictures that from that era from that time maybe not necessarily the year he was a rookie or anything like that but like late 80s early 90s whatever it was i've seen Mm -hmm. pictures of like the jets most of the team Mm -hmm. you know out at the odr you know lined up on uh, for a photo and there's one at uh borkvale Mm -hmm. ferry road yeah, uh, and and the yeah, like they they used to just like go hit up the ODR, you know, yep. <laughs> like that doesn't happen anymore. No, um, no. So, uh, you know, I mean, the rookie season uh, was unreal. Um, obviously, it was something that he was unable to sustain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then still scored uh, a pile of goals in his career, though. That's for still, sure. Still scored a pile of goals. Um, Kind had some some bad luck with injuries. He severed yeah. his Achilles uh, in uh, I think it was ninety four. Uh, so he missed thirty three games in the ninety four ninety five lockout. Um, mm. He went back and, and played with his club team in Joker at Finland. And he never came over to the NHL till he was twenty two. So right. I, you know he played twenty one years in the NHL. He retired at forty something. You know mm-hmm. like. Uh, Imagine if he had those three extra years when he was 18 or whatever, his, yeah. his career stats would be, I mean, they are off the charts and they would be even more so. Uh, we got to throw to a song here soon, but I just want to give you the Coles notes, the three years or the, uh, the, the career stats, 21 years, 1,451 regular season games, 684 goals, 1,457 career points. Um, he, you know, he won the Stanley Cup with Anaheim in mm-hmm. oh four? No. Yes. Oh seven. Uh he won the Calder trophy for rookie of the year, obviously. You score seventy six goals. That's gonna they're yeah. just gonna <laughs> they're gonna engrave your name on that before before the uh award ceremony even happens. He was yeah. uh the Rocket Richard Trophy winner, Masterton Trophy winner, one of the NHL's hundred great players, All Star a whole bunch of times. He's in the Hall of Fame, obviously. So yeah. interestingly enough, the one you know maybe we'll we'll try and wrap things up here. But so he wore number eight. That's why we're calling this the Solani for mm-hmm. most of his career. He wore number eight, but famously for Winnipeg, um, started wearing number first, thirteen. Yeah, and when he first joined. Um, Anaheim, I think it was, he wore 13. And the reason being, uh, Randy Carlisle wore number eight for Winnipeg when Timu came over here. And, um, you know, out of... And Carlisle was on his last season. He retired Mm -hmm. following that season. Mm -hmm. But then Timu wore 13 again, um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of out of respect for Randy, I guess. Uh, you know, and because there was kind of maybe some debate whether or not they were going to retire number eight for Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously didn't. And then Tamu wore it and, you know, never looked back except for when he joined the uh, Ducks and uh, Sandus Ozelinch was wearing number eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So Tamu was like, ah, sure, I'll go back to 13. But it's kind of funny that at that point of his career that he wouldn't, you know, I can get as a rookie, and then you got old man Carlisle there. But then at that point of his career, like, you know, 15 years later or whatever, and and you're wearing number eight, you're Santa Sosa Lynch, and you're like, oh, Tamu, uh, thanks for, great to see you, glad you're on uh, my team. But no, y- you can't have eight, that's, that's mine. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Sam DeSouza Lynch. I always loved his hockey cards, but I mean, that's pretty bold, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, had a great NHL career, but also had a pretty uh, amazing uh, international career. He Mm -hmm. he is in the IIHF uh, Hall of Fame, but repping Finland, uh, he won won, uh, a silver. And three bronze medals in the Olympics. He won a silver and a bronze in the World Championships, a bronze in the European Championships, a silver and a bronze in the Canada Cup, and also won a silver in the World Juniors. Um, yeah, most valuable player. Uh, and uh, uh, in the Sochi Olympics, and had 43 points over four Olympic appearances. So pretty prolific, pretty am- amazing uh, player. Um, there's a documentary film about him called Solani, uh, but more recently, uh, a pretty good uh, biography uh, called uh, Temu Solani, uh, My Life, uh, that came out in 2019. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Uh, nice. It's uh, it's a good read. It's a good read, and he talks a lot about Winnipeg. So, you know. Yes. Winnipeg, put... folks in Winnipeg, you know what they like? People who like Winnipeg. <laughs> they do. You, you know, know what? And you were mentioning like he came, became this folk hero, uh, unlike any other that we've seen here. And I, I wasn't around at that time, obviously. And then I, you know, I've, I've only been in Winnipeg ten years, and the only, the closest thing I could say to that would be like when Patrick Laine kind of came on the scene. He was immediately like embraced and then he scored 44 goals and we're like, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy. Right. Um, So that story ended, uh, you know, not well, I suppose, for Winnipeg. Um, I did. I want one last thing. I pulled up the box score for the Quebec Nordiques Winnipeg Jets March 2nd, 1993. game. Was it was it Scott Pearson or was it Scott Thornton? So it was seven, four, seven, four. Okay. Not that was a long, long time ago. Long time ago, and Scott Pearson did have it looks like two goals. Okay, um, was it other other goals scored by Quebec? Scott Young had one. Ah. Uh, Joe Sakic, Andre Kovalenko, Steve Duchesne, and Valerie Kamensky. Um, yeah, Timu scored all of Winnipeg's goals except for the other one that was scored by Keith Kachuk. Who was between the pipes? For uh, the mighty Nordiques, they were my team back then. Was it Jocelyn Thibault or Stéphane Fissé? Looks like it was Fissé. Yeah. yeah, it was Stéphane Fissé, and Bob Essence uh, tended twine for the uh, yes for the Jets. Yeah. Well, I'll say that uh, those Nordique teams were lots of fun to watch. Yeah, like I liked the, the Nordics gold- back then. A big Joe Sakic guy. I love Sakic. It's my favorite and, player uh, of all time. Yeah, and they had they had Owen Nolan. Oh, they had Curtis Lashishin 
one of our favorites here at yes, the show. Yes. Uh, and Valerie Kamensky. Yeah. Like he was a young, I think he was pretty young at that time. And, uh, the, I, they had Matt Sundin, you know, their goaltending, was... their goaltending at that time was just absolute garbage. Yes. Garbage. Yeah. It was. Yeah. And so then, yeah, I mean, yeah, they go to, obviously they, you know, they moved to Colorado like two years later or whatever it is. And they win the Stanley cup immediately because they got Patrick Waugh. And Ray like, Bork. all they needed was a goalie and they could have brought a cup to Quebec. Eh. Yeah. Maybe there would still be hockey there. Maybe we got to throw to a song. Okay. Uh, the first Elliot song Brood. we're going to throw to, we got a banjo theme on the show, uh, on the show today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to throw to Elliot Brood. They got a brand new album out. I've been listening to it. Like, I'm not going to say nonstop, but I've been listening to it a lot, folks. And uh, this, this song is called Paper Money. I love it. It's so good. I hope you enjoy it. I'm okay without her I don't think about her Whiskey and powder Nights keep me afloat Learn a thing or two, but I travel the world. I'm still in the same world. And you disappear like that paper money. They don't take cash in this bar anymore. Man, it's been a year since I felt this good, buddy Sir, your card's been declined, don't come around here no more That was Elliot Brood with their tune, Paper Money, off their brand new album, Town. Check it out now. 
on Paper Bag Records. Um, Jared, we're going to take a spin down to the Winnipeg Winter Club right now. And uh, for our next segment where we were in the house on Thursday night catching some action. Uh, and uh, we've got a couple pregame interviews we're going to throw to right here. Here we go. All right, we're here with uh, spare parts forward uh, Wes Gerbrandt. Wes, uh, what do you see in tonight's opponent out there in Gradual League Hockey action? Well, I think we're uh, pretty close to the bottom with these guys. So the way we the way we think of it, this is like a playoff game for us. So uh, I think we're pretty equally matched with these guys. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll see. How's your bench looking tonight? We're pretty good. We've got uh, I think 11 skaters. So. Yeah, I think we're 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 doing all right. We're out for the warm up. That's a big deal for us. <laughs> what kind of pregame? Uh, what kind of pregame meal did you have? What kind of pregame visualization activities did you do? Let's hear all about it, Wes. I had a lot of pasta. I had some fish, and I had like five Oreos. That's my superpower right there, the Oreos. <laughs> well, uh, good luck out there tonight. Go get them, and uh, maybe score one for the fans listening here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. I think that's going to happen tonight. Thanks for the uh, wishful uh, wishful thoughts. <laughs> Sorry we don't have a towel for you. <laughs> I'm not sweaty yet, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, have a good game. Take care. All right, Talking Hockey, uh, the Hockey Talking Show. We're here with uh, Busted Twines defenseman Tom Craker. Tom, uh, how do you feel about tonight's matchup against the spare parts? Well, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we're looking to get it going here. We haven't won one since our opener. So, uh, you know, we got a, we got a sub in uh, net tonight in Don. Uh, so uh, I think he's going to give us a chance tonight. Uh, I honestly don't remember who's on this other team. It's not your team, and it's not the team that always beats us bad, so it must be the, the other team. Uh, so my pregame sc scouting report is not good. You know, I'm feeling great about this because it's uh, I get to come play hockey, and I'm 39, and I don't know how to play hockey. What sort of what sort of pregame uh, routine do you go through on a game day? Uh, I put my two-year-old to sleep, and then uh, clean up the house. <laughs> That's uh, very motivating stuff, right there, listeners. Uh, Tom Craker, have a good game tonight. Thanks, Tommy. All right. That's uh, Tom Craker for Busted Twines. Number 41? Yeah. Number 41 in your programs, but number one in your hearts. All right, that was some uh, sweet pregame interviews there from uh, Wes Gerbrandt of the Spare Parts and Tom Craker of Busta Twines. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it was, our team, the Winter Club Seals, we had the, uh, a bye week. So we decided, you know, let's uh, head down to the rink, do something a little different than we normally do. And it's a lot of fun. I think probably we'll end up doing it again. Um, we brought the microphones down to the rink, recorded some stuff. And, uh, yeah, so here it is uh, without any further ado. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. All right, it's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show at the rink here. We're down here at the beautiful Winnipeg Winter Club. The Winter Plague, I said there, Jared. But it's a historic club here in Fort Rouge. Uh, historic, why you ask? I don't know. Feels like it's been here for a while, that's why. You know, yeah. You, you got any? <laughs> you got me. You got me. You got any history on the Winnipeg Winter Club? I got no history on the Winnipeg Winter Club. Although I did find out that uh, a good pal of mine is uh, was or could still be the GM here. 
A guy I used to work with at the Carmen Golf cl- Golf Club. Okay. I'll have to look into that. Okay. Maybe well. we could be getting a discount on uh, <laughs> right. on the ice time. Yeah. I, I've never heard it called the Dominion Security Center. Oh, I refer to it that as that all the time. Uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. No. So we're taking we're taking in some Thursday night uh, garage hack hockey league uh, action here. Yeah, hacky well, action. Hacky. Um, yeah, you can hear the sounds of the game behind us. Kind of a beautiful thing. Um, I love ambience, and uh, no better ambience than a hockey rink, I should say. So we're here. Uh, it's the spare parts and busted twines uh, on this here week. Uh, seven of Garage League hockey, but there's only one game this week because of Remembrance Day. Uh, so our team, the Winter- Winnipeg Winter Club Seals, uh, we got a bye week. But uh, as as do the Mitten Malad. Right. Yeah. And then there's a doubleheader to make up for all that. So that'll be kind of all pretty fun. But in the meantime, we got a great game going on here. It's two one right now for the Spare Pirates. Busted Twines. Um, scored like literally at at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the first period, Pat Lazo notched his third goal of the year. Yeah, nice setup from Steve Smith, who's back from injury. He got injured in the. Oh, oh my! How was that? Was that a heck of a heck of a glove save by Leather Larceny <laughs> Highway Robbery. I thought that was either off the bar and out or. Yeah, that was a big play. So big save from the goalie. We got two substitute goalies tonight, which you don't often see. No, not in our league, anyways. Uh, Rarely, like we've seen teams have substitute goalies. Oh, um, but tonight, uh, each team substitute goalie, which actually breaks Iron Man Fletcher Noonan's consecutive games played streak. Yeah. He had played. He's, been he, on. he's the only Tendi who had played every game uh, thus far. Uh, so uh, playing for Busted Twines is uh, is goalie Don, who uh, who has uh, subbed for our team before, yeah, and we're he not subbed quite all sure. last year as well. Yeah, yeah. Not quite sure who uh, the guy uh, between the pipes for the spare parts no, is. No, we couldn't decipher. <laughs> David Hamburger, I think. D- David Chris Hamburger. Yeah, David Chris Hamburger. That's what we'll go with. Yeah. Uh, we apologize to, to you and your family, David. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, uh, he looks pretty good down there. He's made a couple big stops already. He's a big. He's a big guy. He fill, yeah. certainly fills fills the net a up. A bit of a Martin Brodeur vibe. That might just be the pads, like the color scheme or the make and model or whatever. Yeah. Definitely uh, a big dude, though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like uh, we're walking into the rink tonight, Jared. We were kind of thinking, well, what, what, what the heck are we going to talk about here, um, sitting in the stands on a Thursday night at the Winnipeg Winter Club? Uh, you know, taking in some men's league hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, um, let's check in. We're at the one third mark of the Garage League season. Yeah, and I we think- are the official media sponsor of the Garage League. Perhaps the only media sponsor, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that TSN 1290. Oh, goalie Don with a big save stares down Carl Thoridson back in the lineup after missing a game or two. Uh, Carl had a good look there, but goalie Don didn't flinch, made the save. So that you get a bit of a mix of analysis and play-by-play with this, listeners. Thank you for putting up with this, but I'm sure you're just enjoying the background sounds like. You know, it's kind of 
it's kind of nice. But Jared, what I'm saying, we're at the one-third mark of the Garage League season. 18 regular season games. Each team has played six. This is game seven for these two teams. What's your hot take on the Garage League this year? Uh, I'll, I'll give you mine. Goals, goals per game are way up. Are they? Yeah. Did you look at the stats? No, but just a gut feeling. <laughs> just a gut feeling. Last well, year, I feel like there were a lot of a lot of like two one, three two games. We're getting okay. five three six four six five games this year. You know, I just feel like the goals per game are up this year. And so, what would you attribute that to, Tom? That's a really good question. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's certainly not that guys um, have, you know, <laughs> have have gotten gotten better. Have, well, well, have, no, but I, have have gotten more in shape more over the summer. More chemistry. I mean, because because it is a draft league, so right. every team is in the same boat. Where you've got a new group of guys that you're playing with, and. Yeah, there's some guys from your previous team. So, like on our team, for example, I think there's three of us who played on a, on the same team last year. Yeah. Um, so there's a little familiarity there, but uh, I don't know exactly why the goals per game have gone up. The the goaltending, I feel like, has been same goalies. We very, had last same goalies, and everybody's like, I mean, it's it's great, good yeah. goaltending. Um, so it's a, I'm not sure the reason. Do you have a do I have a take? A, a, well, a possible reason why goals might be up? Well, I, you know what? It would be interesting to look at uh, as we kind of go along. Um, you know, normally early in the year, it takes folks a little bit of time to kind of get back in the, in the sure. groove, back in the swing of things, right? Goaltenders aren't facing a lot of pucks over the summer. Yeah. And so... And I, and I think, you know, at least for our team, right, our first game out, we had a, we had a seven hung on us. We did. And yeah. then I don't think we've given up more than three three goals since, right? So it's kind of interesting. You know what I would, I would like to do, and this is, you know, maybe a, a memo to our future selves, is yeah. I'd, love, <laughs> I'd love to talk to the four league conveners. Let's get them all oh, yeah. on. And talk about like the idea, the the process of uh, uh, making the teams, teams together. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Note to self. Okay. Uh, troll. Oh my! Great defensive play by Tom Craker. Oh. Uh, that was Shane Mason, aka <laughs> Twirly Mustache. The Twirly he's a, Mustache. He's a favorite of the podcast. He scored. He scored the uh, like championship clinching goal last yeah. season. Oh my! Man, what a oh, kick save of beauty! Goalie and again, gone. Off the butt. Over the net. That Lots was lots of action Harris. in front of the bus. Bust to Twine's neck. A guy. Holy smokes! Last year's leading scorer. Yeah, a guy who can put the biscuit in the basket had three in a row looks from the slot. Blocked, saved, deflected over the net. Man, we have got a flurry of activity. I'll tell you there what. There we go. There we go. Finally. Uh, Busted Twines clear the zone there, but um, that was intense. Anyway, what were we talking about? Well, so we were, we were <laughs> talking the talk, conveners on the show. Getting the league conveners idea. on the show. Oh, here we idea. go. A little breakaway. Break oh! Second of the game for uh, number 87, Eric Mousseau. A great slow pitch player. I know that for a fact because he plays on my slow pitch team. 
Batitude. Shout out to Batitude right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Great hockey player. Uh, was player. a teammate, He's a teammate, athlete. teammate last year on yeah. uh, the Sweet Tarts. Oh, nice, yeah. And uh, definitely knows how to. Uh, He's like sneaky good. Um, he's not the gonna. Like, the he's not the fastest guy. No. Not the biggest guy for sure. But he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's got two goals tonight. He does. That was his second, and that, that was a nice goal. The first one, I think he just potted a rebound, which you got to be, you got to be in the right place at the right time to do that. But uh, so, oh, this is gonna go for icing, but. <clears throat> I think that it would be interesting to get the conveners on because, you know what, like last year, I felt like the teams were pretty fair, uh, pretty, uh, not fair, but pretty even, right? And I think that this year, again, the teams have proven to be pretty even. We'll look at the scores of every game so far. There's, aside from the 1-7-2 game, I think that every game has been within two goals pretty much. Yep. And I mean, we got a three-one game right now for uh, the spare parts, and I think, you know, oh my, oh my, stick got in the skates there, I guess. A uh, bit of a crash into the boards there. Well, I'll tell you, Tom, this corner down here that's at a, the Winter Club by a, by the Zamboni entrance, gnarly corner, is a very gnarly corner. You gotta play. You gotta know the the bounce too yeah. for the puck. So aside from the just the danger of that corner, yeah, the the puck if you rim it around the the boards, oh, it's it's it, it, it bounces towards the slot. It hits it hits that like uh, what do you call that stanchion, yeah, right by the door Zamboni door, and then it it ricochets right out into, into the, the middle. Slot. So if you're if you ever see a defenseman or somebody rim it around the boards there, just just stand right by the dot face off dot. It's coming your way. Uh, so we got a power play here. Uh, I'm going to say that was a trip. I don't think it was intentional, but a little bit hairy nonetheless. A little bit hairy, but good to see the Busted Twines player out there yeah. playing the power play. Yeah, so what I was going to say, though, is um, we can do a little bit of a analysis on all four teams, really, because we've seen all teams in action. Well, we played against them, or we play, we play on one. We play on one. We've played against them all. But also, Jared, I mean, we've come to watch a lot of the games. Uh, so a couple of some, some eyebrow raising in, in our respective households as to why are you going to the rink to watch just, beer league hockey on well, gotta, uh, gotta, games which you are not playing. You got to, uh, you know, you hang out with your friends. research, research. Yeah. yeah. So let's start. At the top of the league right now, then with Le Mitem Malad, they're sitting in first place. I would, I don't know if, if it's comfortable or well, they're up um, up on up on the Winter Club seals by three points. Yeah, which is a win, right? So wins are worth three, OTLs worth one, and uh, you don't get anything for a loss. Yeah, no, yeah. So it's a bit of a different point system, but kind of separates teams. A little bit if there's a team who, you know, is getting over. It doesn't reward overtime losses as much as the two-point two no. system. Um, anyway, let me tell you, lad. What's your take on that team? I, I think they very, got a, very, they got very a good strong, team and they very, deserve very to be. Very, very strong offensively. And we've talked, talked about them on the podcast before. They've got lots of guys who are pretty skilled, can put the puck in the net, 
and they're fast. Yeah. Fast, fast, fast. Yeah, they don't let, you know, they're a rush team, I think. Yeah. Um, where they're going to have a quick breakout, turn it the other way, or they'll capitalize on, like, turnovers or takeaways and things like that. Um, and they've got a good goalie, uh, Max Power. And, um, yeah, no, I think they're they're uh, well deserve to be where they're sitting right now, which is For what, sure. like five wins, one loss. Yep. Um, and then, the, you know, in second place is our team. And I, I, I like our squad a bunch. We've talked about yep. it. And uh, I think we kind of play a bit more of a puck possession game, or we try to anyway. Yep. That's that's where we're going to have our success. And, um, you know, I think... It's, it's Our inter- only loss has been to Busted Twines, and that's Busted Twines' only win. Well, so. and, and then we also lost to uh, uh, Lays Mitts as well. So we've split right. the season yeah. series Correct. with them so Sorry. far, two, one and yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing that's been interesting about our team is that we've never had our full squad available. No, but no, but we've never had to call a sub. We've never had to call a sub, but what's been interesting is that Every every week we've put together different line combinations and we found ways to click. Yeah. And I know that uh, talking to Coach Vince, one of the things that he likes about our team is that we've got two or three of our forwards can also play defense and have had to. Yeah. And have had to, and we don't really miss a beat. You know. Uh, I think that you know. For us to succeed, we're gonna have to, we have to get out early, and then we play a good shutdown defensive game. Yeah. And there's been a couple of times this year where we've had a lead going into the third period, and, and we've locked we, it down. Yeah, hold on right? to that lead. Yeah. And it, and you know it also helps that we've got uh, number eighty eight, Sean Gertz in between the pipes because for sure he's pretty damn good. Yeah. No, he's sa- he's saved our butt a couple times. Uh, we we don't we don't want to make it too easy on the goalie. I mean, it is beer league after all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you you want your goalie to get a sweat on as well. Tom Crager with a nice uh, rush there, kind of moved his way up the ice very efficiently, got the shot off, and uh, goalie De- Donnie Cheeseburger. Sorry, David what is it? Cheeseburger. David Chris <laughs> Cheeseburger. <laughs> David Chris Hamburger. <laughs> Anyway, oh, that I poor guy. That. Poor guy. Poor Again, guy. P- apologies to the family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're coming to the close of the second period. It's pretty quick. It was, uh, so let's. So, so then, team in third, spare parts. Yeah. I mean, we've had a couple of great battles. I think last, that, last week, you anointed them as as our rivals. I think that. I think that of all the games we've had so far, oh, they've gotten they, the most, <laughs> they've gotten the most crispy. They're, for they're sure. the team that I'm almost. I don't want to say most worried about, but. They've, you know, they're missing uh, league's leading scorer, Dustin Carson, tonight. Yeah. Um, so, but they still have themselves a 3-1 lead. So, you know, it's a good team. Yeah. Um, they've got, they've got several guys like Eaton Harris and, well, Dustin's not here, but Shane, Twir- or, Shane or Mason. We're looking at him right here, Mr. Twirly Mustache. Yeah, like they, he can put the puck in the yeah, net. Yeah, they've got a number of guys who can do that. So... Um, Strong defensive kind of core. Look out for them in that way, but uh, yeah. And then as far as um, fourth place, but Busted Twines go. 
There you hear the, hear the buzzer for the end yeah, of the second period. I think, I think that they've lost a few games that they um, had a chance to win and kind of, you know, one thing or another. Like, they've had several close games. But I think that the main thing for them has been that they've been uh, – uh, they've had a tough time putting together a exactly. roster every week. And that's that's what I'm saying is that I think that their toughest issue to this point as to why, and maybe that translates directly to why they're at the bottom of the standings is is the, they've had a lot of more, I think maybe the most spares. It's hard to say, but probably yeah. I'm thinking. But so. you know what? There's been a precedent for this, right? In mm-hmm. year one, yeah, we saw the true. same thing. Yeah. With uh, failed skates, failed which was, skates. Yeah, who struggled to to that team was finish. short or had a lot of spares all year long, and they finished at the bottom of the standings. And then Come they, playoffs, they, they ended they up winning put it the all cup. together, and yeah. then they go the distance in overtime in the final game. Yeah, you know. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I mean, it's been lots of fun, of course, uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where things go. Yeah, uh, but. We should probably go to a song. Yeah, let's throw to a song. So maybe we'll maybe we'll do this again. We'll bring the we'll come down on a Saturday night and we'll we'll do a whole show. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I like just sitting at the rink talking hockey because uh, you get the noise. That's you get what, the noise yeah, behind and, you, and, right? You know, like the slogan, the the, the show, uh, the slogan for the show. You know, we're just a couple of dudes. We're not experts, but we like yeah. to watch hockey. Far we like from to, it. We like to watch hockey. We like to play hockey. We like to talk hockey. Yeah. And that's what we're doing tonight here. So getting two birds sewn with one joint, Jared. We're watching hockey and we're talking hockey. I think you uh, you might have mixed that one up, but <laughs> that's a Ricky, that, uh, that's a Rickyism. Ha- hashtag way she goes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks for uh, putting up with us here at the uh, the Rink Report on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. And uh, here's the song. Sitting in the back of a cab in the drive-thru Pushing on the buttons but the devil won't go through Why can't I have just a little A&W Oh my God, I'm coming undone But I can smell the food but it ain't mine I enter in the pin but the car's declined Up in the front with the meter flying Oh my God, I'm coming undone I was in a bar downtown Trying to get my head right, trying to get my head right I'm going home Wishing you a good night, wishing you a good night And the cabbie, we were friends Till we came to the drive-thru, but here it ends Unless the Scotiabank makes amends Oh my God, I'm hungry too Just a teen burger with a sack of fries I can't take their staring eyes Maybe on the seventh try Oh my God, I've come undone I was in a bar downtown Trying to get my head right, trying to get my head right I'm going home Wishing you a good night, wishing you a good night I was in a bar downtown Trying to get my head right, trying to get my head right I'm going home Wishing you a good night, 
All right, that was Old Man Ludica with A&W. Uh, great, great tune from a great guy. Um, keeping with our banjo theme, um, co-host Jared and I, we're actually going to go take in an Old Man Ludica concert this coming week. We're going to miss, we're, we're going to, we're, we're actually going to miss our game this yeah. coming week. Yeah. What kind of hockey radio show hosts would miss playing hockey to go see music? That's, I don't know. We got to get our priorities straight, Jared. So uh, to, to summarize that game, uh, because obviously we didn't really get to uh, hear the result from our awesome segment of, <laughs> you know, observational, uh, jibber jabber, jibber jabber. That's the <laughs> yeah. word I'm looking for. Uh, so it was, it was a great game. What a, that game was bizarre. Hey, like the way it seemed like spare parts were going to run away with it. I yeah. thought they were, I was yeah. like, Oh boy, this is going to be a burn burner. Yeah. Well, it was a burn burner, but just, uh, you know, it was, uh, a different kind of burn burner. The bus of twines made a comeback. The game went to overtime. It it finished six five in overtime. Yeah. Uh, the OT goal came pretty quick. The uh, spare parts, I believe, were on the power play. Correct. It was a power, power play goal in overtime because of a too many men on the ice call. Yes, there was. Which Brady mul- ref multiple. assured us was difficult to call when you're a single ref, and there he is. He called two. Uh, multiple too many men multiple yeah. too many men um from from uh one more thing that i will say from the department of corrections we did some research after the fact uh and uh we alluded to uh the fact that both squads were employing um uh spare goalies and mm-hmm. we kept referring to the spare parts yeah. goalie as uh david uh chris, chris hamburger <laughs> chris hamburger we found uh- out so he's a he's a heck of a tendy um not so good with the penmanship and <laughs> so we found out though his name is dave christensen yeah. which in hindsight makes a little bit more sense than it dave, makes a lot more sense dave i don't chris know chris hamburger yeah. or hamburglar or whatever but maybe but, his new nickname is just hamburglar yeah um you know everybody's got a nickname and they all come from somewhere and so dave christensen if you're listening and if you come back to play in Grash <laughs> League, I'm sorry to say that your new nickname is Hamburglar. We'll, um, uh, we'll put I just you wa- over there with Mr. Twirly Mustache. Yeah, I will segue uh, to our next segment, which we're going to yeah. talk a little bit of Winnipeg Jets. We're going to talk about some NHL stuff. There's a lot of news and notes going on. Yeah. Um, but I'll say I'll use the segue of the two too many men on the ice penalties. Uh, so the, the Grash League there, like Ref Brady was saying, oh, I never call too many men on the ice you can't do it in a one-man ref system uh but he called two in one game transition to the jets was it this past saturday might have been the thursday game or something they had two they had back-to-back too many men on the ice penalties uh you know they they killed one off and immediately took another so mm-hmm. that's pretty rare mm-hmm. so speaking of your winnipeg jets jared uh you know they they're sitting at what seven five and two I think is the record. Um, well, I believe so. Yeah, and you know uh, not too shabby. I think that they've been playing very good hockey. They lost the Saturday matinee game to Dallas um, by a score of three two. Dallas 
So I want to talk about the Central Division just for a quick minute before we get into the whole Jay Woodcroft firing in Edmonton and the oh yeah big week and in the Edmonton. literal the literal dumpster fire that is happening up in northern Alberta. But like before we get up there, just a little more Jets talk. So in Central Division talk. Um, so Dallas, you know what? Like yeah, very good team. Not not gonna lie, good team. Kind of like um, Vegas. Kind of like you know they know how to win games, right? They just, they're not going to go razzle dazzly. You know, they're going to lock it down. They're going to win the game. That's just kind of what they do with Winnipeg, Colorado and Dallas currently sort of occupying the top three spots. I can kind of see that carrying out through the season, just based on what I've seen of each team so far. Um, I've seen a couple Dallas games now. I've not actually really watched Colorado, but I know Colorado, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, we all know what Colorado is. Winnipeg, the way that I've seen them playing, all they need is their special teams to come around because it was their special teams that lost them the game against Dallas. They had a shorty against them and they had a power play goal against them. Mm-hmm. So if Winnipeg can clean up their special teams, mm-hmm. I think they're in okay shape. The rest of the Central, though, it's kind of becoming clear to me that it's not the division it maybe once was a few short years ago. Minnesota has looked not good. Uh, I thought Minnesota was supposed to be kind of decent. And I don't know, man, the wheels have fallen off. You know what? Gustafson, their goalie there, he was incredible last year and mm-hmm. pretty good the year before. Uh, he's been a hot piece of garbage this year. And well, Flurry and- is kind of, you know, eh. And they Flurry's Flurry's playing out the string. I mean, you know, you mentioned Edmonton, and we'll get to them in a minute. But I think the the trajectory this year uh, that Minnesota has been on is very, very similar to Edmonton, where they came in with a ton of expectation and they kind of pinned some hopes on uh, goaltender, uh, young Mm. goaltender. Yeah duplicating his success from last year right and, and it just hasn't carried over hasn't, ha- hasn't the, happened the other, the other thing about minnesota is that there's they're carrying the buyout penalty of Suter and um parise, parise? and you know that's gonna hamstring them for a while and another couple in, of years at least this yeah and in this era of like stagnant salary cap it's just like you know you can't really f- fill out your roster depth in such a way, you know, so it's kind of, they've done it to themselves in a way like mm-hmm. with that. But what I'm saying is in the central, you're going to have Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, and whatever order at the top. And those are going to be the three playoff teams from the central. Mm-hmm. And then in the Pacific, you know, I don't know, like maybe a, there, maybe there'll be a fourth central team, but with LA and Vegas and, mm, you know, the popular opinion was to say Edmonton, but I don't know. Okay, uh, so so let's let's get into let's it. talk Oilers, right? Like last week, we talked and we did our sort of cross country roundup and talked mm. about how Edmonton had probably been the most disappointing team in the NHL, definitely in Canada, but definitely you know up there with. Uh, in the, on the for on the, the entire like, league expectations to results kind of ratio right. yeah and so they must have been listening to our podcast because we I'm said well the the goaltending has been atrocious and so they went out and they 
sent their $5 million a year goaltender, Soupy Jack Campbell, down to Bakersfield. Of course, he cleared waivers. Nobody wants that contract. Nobody's going to take $5 he's got, million he's got for a goalie three with an more, 800 save percentage. Three more years after this year. And uh, I saw a great tweet um, that that said, um, you know, six years ago, Jack Campbell was a struggling AHL goalie making $600,000 a year. And fast forward six years and he's a struggling AHL goalie making $5 million a year. Never give up on your dreams, kids. And <laughs> like, you know what, though? Like, I mean, all the stuff that I was listening to this week, you know, NHL Network and everything else, everybody's saying, you know, like, he's a consummate teammate. Like, he's a great guy, one of the good guys, you know. Yep. But it's it, it's a tough business, you know, pro sports, right? Like, it's results. You need results. And he wasn't providing them and that's the way she goes he's not the first guy he won't be the last no and um so that you know like that wasn't an unexpected move i don't know how long the oilers are going to keep him down there for or what the story is you know they called up uh they called up their uh condors goalie whatever his name is there kelvin um, kelvin pickard oh pick Winni- right. winnipeg winnipeg legend kelvin pickard is he from here yeah okay right on so, you know, um, they're going to go with Skinner. They're going to go with Pickard for now, and we'll see what happens. But, I'll, you know, and then and then so the big news was that the Oilers lost to the Sharks, you know. And, Sharks won their first game. But against not against Edmonton. Was no, it not no, against they Edmonton? Won, Sharks won their first game against Philly, and then the next night they beat Edmonton. So they were on a two-game heater. Um so at least Edmonton wasn't the team that lost to the Sharks for the first time. But, um, you know, the Oilers then on Saturday night put in a very, very good performance against um, Seattle. And they beat them 4-1 and they only allowed 18 shots. And, you know, what the game against San Jose, same thing. All the expected goals for and blah, blah, blah. The shot total shots against they were all very good numbers, but you know they didn't get the goals. And McDavid is obviously, you know, something's going on there because he was held pointless on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, is that the first time that's ever happened? I don't know, maybe. Uh, but you know, the Oilers in general looked very good on Saturday against Seattle, and they won four one. And then mm-hmm. you wake up on Sunday morning. And uh, Todd Woodcroft, or sorry, Jay, Jay Woodcroft, Woodcroft, has been fired. And yes. uh, so, did like, is that the right answer? You know, and they bring in, is it Chuck Knobloch? Chris, Chris, not to be confused with former uh, Major League Baseball player Chuck Knobloch. And yeah. let me tell you, co host Tom, I got a lot of traction uh, sending pictures of Chuck Knobloch to my Euler friends today, uh, <laughs> which which made him real angry. Um, no, so Chris Knobloch, uh, Chris with a K, uh, mm. came in. Uh, he was uh, currently was the coach of 
the Hartford Wolfpack, which is the uh, AHL, AHL for the Rangers, I think, for the right? Rangers. and mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird in season when a team fires a coach if they aren't promoting the interim guy from within. And so I asked a couple of Boilers buddies, hey, what's going on? And uh, former uh, Jets legend Dave Manson also Mm. let go uh, today. But this is what I got back was that Chris Knobloch has been a guy that has been kind of in the sights of the Edmonton Oilers for quite some time because he was a uh, head coach in the Ontario Hockey League for a team called the Erie Otters and longtime favorite of a guy named Connor McDavid. Mm. And so McDavid's contract is coming up next year and the team is sort of scrambling now to put a number of different things into place to make sure that Mr. McDavid sticks around Edmonton. And so they think that one of the steps is bringing in his guy as a head coach, Mm. but they're pulling out all the stops to try and keep him there in the blue and uh, orange. Yeah. They hired some guy this past summer as like, you know, a hockey ops guy that is, yeah. was I don't know he was some somebody who has ties to McDavid through yeah. something you know yeah. in the hopes that so you know that's all good and dandy but I you know and I could see McDavid extending there yeah. the question though is uh, what about Drysital that's the, yeah uh, well and that's and that's the thing right it's like are you putting all of your eggs in the McDavid basket and. Uh, I guess kind of acknowledging that, hey, we want to keep dry saddle too, but we also know that, yeah, uh, in in the current economic uh, situation, although the cap is supposed to go up. Uh, the other thing that was interesting, um, the the associate head coach that was named today, Oilers legend, smooth skating defenseman, and fantastic hockey hair aficionado Paul Coffey is uh-huh. now also on the Oilers bench. Oh, really? No, no coaching experience ever, which is when you're Paul Coffey. I don't think you need coaching yeah. experience, but, but he's been working in. Um, yeah, he he's was been, up, you know, he's he been in the front office. The yeah. And 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 so um, uh, I also floated the idea that, hey, you know what like, his... l- let's get all the boys back together. Like, let's well, get them they, all they, in there. They tried that already. I, think. <laughs> I know. But. You know, uh, for Paul Coffey, I think his first coaching move will be like, boys, what you got to do? You got to change your curves. You got to look, everybody's going Sherwood PMP 5030s, and we're all going with the coffee curve. Yeah, and that's going, how you do it. Going wooden sticks. None yeah. of this composite BS. Yeah. My, we're, my... Uh, we're out of time. So we're going to throw to a song here, Jared. Uh, you're gonna have to remind me what song oh, we're throwing. One of my to. Fa- one of my favorites, Sturgill Simpson. He's mm-hmm. a real he's a real beauty. Uh, keep it with the banjo theme. Keep him with the banjo theme. Uh, so this is uh, an old song that he redid for his Cut and Grass series. Uh, this is the first Sturgill Simpson song that I ever fell in love with, uh, and it's called "You Can Have the Crown." Um, 
Yeah, we'll send this one out to the Edmonton Oilers. You should listen to the lyrics because it kind of fits. <laughs> yeah. All right. Keep your stick on the ice. Catch you next time. Well, I've been spending all my money on weed and pills. Trying to write a song that'll pay the bills. Ain't came yet. I guess I have to rob a bank I guess it could be worse it ain't that bad At least I ain't sitting No back dead in the middle Hot damn desk Just sitting in a tank Every time my wife talks Baby gets mentioned I'm so broke Can't pay attention Lord, It tears me up To see her cry I've been spending all my nights On the internet Looking for Thousand of the stuff I can't buy. Well, now, Lord, if you can hear me, won't you throw a damn dog a bone? Cause if the devil shows up with a better deal, the soul souls are going down. Oh, sing them real pretty, sing them real sad, and all the people in the crowd say you ain't half bad. They still call me King Turtle here, shit, man.